Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And we are here with a special guest. Uh, you may know him from the flight, theflightcast.com or a co-host of DC TV Squadcast, but we're here with Ray. Hello, Ray, and thanks for coming on. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so he, you know, he gets to talk a lot about uh, TVs. So we thought we'd have him come on for movies to give him a break from TV. Uh, if you ever want to see his thoughts on, we'll have links to everything in the show notes. But he's he, he and Brent do a great job with the DC TV Squadcast, sort of breaking down everything that happened that week on the the DCCW universe. Uh, and he also does writing uh, a lot of good insightful articles um he almost doesn't really fit into the blogger sphere because he's a little too level-headed uh, <laughs> and, and sensible with his commentary uh so if you want some some clickbait articles he's probably not the place to go to but if you want some uh some level-headed level-headed commentary and, and smart analysis he's definitely the guy for that thank you i appreciate that <laughs> Uh, so we don't have anything specifically planned, but we just wanted to talk about movies a little bit. Um, so, you know, Zach and I talk a lot about the DC movies, not pretty much every day. No. Uh, so it's good to get another person's thoughts here. And just wanted to know in, in general for starting off here, what are your thoughts so far on the DCEU as a whole? Um, as a whole, uh, I love the DCEU. Personally, I, I think, you know, I'm I'm a connoisseur of all of the shared comic book universes cinematically and on television. Uh, I, there's none that I don't like, um, but the DCEU is definitely my favorite. And I know that's kind of, uh, it's kind of a difficult discussion to have with people because it's, it's really only three movies in, but there, I, I really enjoy the, the freshness of the direction that they're taking, uh, that, that they have already taken so far with the three movies. And, and I've, I've enjoyed all three of them. I, I really don't have, much in the way of complaints myself personally for what they've done so far with the DCEU. Awesome. That's really, yeah, that's really pretty awesome to hear. Um, and you touched on something that we, we talk about every time is the uniqueness, the approach to the universe, how every movie really feels completely different. Um, you know, whereas you go from like a first contact alien story in man of steel to something completely different in Batman V Superman to something another thing completely different in suicide squad yeah and i think you know i think that that's one of the the primary debates about all these shared cinematic universes is you know what's the best way to go about it do you want everything to be like connective like completely connective and, and almost kind of uniform or, or episodic in a way or do you want to have the you know the unique vision from movie to movie and and me personally i mean i i see the appeal of both but but i really do enjoy the unique vision of each movie. Like I, I really enjoyed how different uh, David Ayer, the difference that David Ayer brought to suicide squad, as opposed to what we had seen uh, in two movies with Zack Snyder. Uh, and, and, and even within Zack Snyder, like you said, man of steel is very different than Batman V Superman Donna justice. And I, I, I do appreciate that difference. And I appreciate the, the creativity and, and the unique qualities that each film presents itself with. And, and, and I, I guess the biggest thing I enjoy about them 
about their difference is the difference isn't predicated around look. It's predicated around story. Like right. the reason, the reason these movies are so different is because it's rooted out of the story that it is telling. The stories are very different. And, and, and don't get me wrong. There is definitely connective tissue between all three, but it's, it doesn't hold itself to that. It doesn't like constrain itself to that connective tissue. It's still willing to tell its own story while still being part of a larger growing universe. And that I really appreciate. Yeah. I, yeah. Well said. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with you there. And I think that might be one of the challenges um, going forward with the DCEU, you know, with the new sort of leadership there. But I think recent, um, rumors and announcements of new directors kind of proves that each movie is still going to be completely unique and and what the director's vision is you know like you don't bring in matt reeves to tell a a generic story he's going to tell his story and and the same with joss whedon if he comes aboard you know if he officially signs on those those are two completely different storytellers that i'm that are proven enough to be able to do and tell the stories they want Shoot, or if Mel Gibson signs on Suicide Squad too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and all all three of the yeah, everyone. The Mel Gibson news is kind of old now. I know with uh, yeah. with with Joss Whedon coming up lately. <laughs> I almost uh, but, forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, and 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 j- just look at the caliber of those directors. Look at look at Matt Reeves, and you know, I I'm one of those people that has been like thoroughly, kind of like surprisingly impressed with the planet of the apes reboot movies. I know he only did Dawn of the planet of the apes. He didn't, he didn't do rise, but Dawn was fantastic. I mean, it was, it was a very, very introspective and, 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 and deep con, uh, continuation from rise of the planet of the apes. And they've just done a really good job with that series. And I'm excited to see war for the planet of the apes. And, and I, I do enjoy his brand of storytelling and, and how visceral it is and how strong it is. Uh, and I could say the same for Joss Whedon. I, I, I haven't, you know, aside from, you know, what he, the, the two Avengers movies that he's done, I'm also a huge Firefly fan. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those people that definitely believes that he, you know, understands the importance of storytelling and in particular with, with very strong female characters, which is why I think he's more than qualified to do a Batgirl movie, uh, you know, if, if he, if that does end up happening. Um, but yeah, I, I think. You know, and then of course Mel Gibson. You know, I I, I haven't I, I must confess I haven't seen Hacksaw Ridge yet, but I I've, I've seen some of his other work like Apocalypto and whatnot, and and he's he's definitely got his own voice as well. And you know, they everyone raves about him in Hollywood, and yeah, it you're gonna get three unique voices if you know if, if in, I mean Reeves of course has been hired, but if Whedon and, and Gibson come on board as well, that is going to be three distinct voices. It, I think it's going to be an interesting challenge to see how they fit into what has already been done and how they fit into the narrative of the DCEU as a whole. And to me, I, I think that's more exciting to see how they're going to do that as opposed to just kind of following a script and, and, and being episodic with each installment. Yeah, for sure. Right. And I think that's, you know, that's something that's going to, especially if some someone like Matthew Vaughn comes on for Man of Steel too, he's obviously a much different filmmaker from Zack Snyder. So that's sort of, I can see where there's going to be something very different, some, you know, characters going different directions. And, you know, I, I think some people will say that's due to the critical response. I think 
that might be part of it, but I think a lot of it is sort of the natural progression of these characters, you know. Um, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm glad you bring up the critical response because I personally think that's something that is really, that's a narrative that I, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I'll ask you. I, I feel like that's a really overblown narrative. I know it's out there and I know a lot of people yeah. talk about it. And, you know, it, it started, I think, really with the, the Suicide Squad reshoots. You know, that that's really where the idea were, okay, well, now they're changing course because, you know, right after that was the, the Jeff Johns news, you know, of him him and John Berg, right. you know, become, you know, becoming partnerships of the whole thing. And, you know, it, it, it started this idea that after Suicide Squad, everything was going to change for the better because of the critical reception to batman v superman and, and suicide squad and you know there's there's ample evidence out there you know interviews with chris terrio and whatnot that that and zach snyder that indicate that of course that it wasn't really going to be a course change but that things were going to reflect more of the hope and optimism that i think people have been looking for and not that there isn't any already there in the dceu because i definitely think there is but i think that the tonal change that we're about to see this year with wonder woman and justice league I think that was already in the cards and, and oh, yeah. it was already something that they were planning on doing. And so I, I really think that like the, 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 the idea, the narrative that this is all being done or changed differently for critical reception is, is really just, you know, kind of, kind of a clickbaity one, actually almost completely a, a, a clickbait <laughs> one. I, I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot to it. Right. Uh, absolutely. Obviously, you know, we all want the, everyone to love the movies we love and, we want the critical, uh, you know, all things being equal. I'd love if, if critics love it, but you know, we know it comes down to how the fans respond. And if the fan, most importantly, you've talked before about how, uh, you think the DC movies are kind of critic proof because of the, the built in fan base, um, of fans who just love these characters and want to see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And pe- people are, are voting with their wallets. I mean, these movies are making lots and lots of money, so we're not going to see them stop making these movies anytime soon yeah and 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 that's that's really a big part of it guys you know and and when you have that discussion or at least when i've had that discussion with a lot of people you know the 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 first thing that i'll bring up you know when when it it comes to the popularity of these movies is i'll bring up that total i mean 2.287 billion (laughs) dollars okay between the three movies you know and and mind you the last two movies you know we're just as as everybody knows we're critically destroyed you know like we're And so for, for movies to, to still make that much money, you know, that, that's not all people going one time, you know, to, <laughs> to, to, and, and, and deciding they don't like it. You know, there, there are quite right. a few people that, that like what this universe is doing. And, and I think that's where the viability of it comes from. And, and, and yeah, honestly, Suicide Squad to me is, is really where I came up with the idea that, that this is critic proof, you know, because that was a movie that was already challenging and and risky on on levels even before it came out as far as oh yeah you're you're doing a movie that's all villains and just the direction that it was taking you know even with the the bohemian rhapsody stuff and 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 what they were doing with uh jared leto's version of the joker you know it was already going to be kind of tricky waters for it to navigate and i think to this day i think it probably is the dceu's most profitable movie by oh, far, yeah. like, like out of the three of them. And, you know, that just tells you right there that you've got. And this was in the wake of 
you know, the, the negative reviews for BVS and, and also early negative reviews for this movie, people yeah. still went out and saw it, you know, and it, and it still made what 745 million without China, no release in China. You know, I mean, it, you just, it, you can't ignore that. There's just no way that you can look at this franchise and say that it isn't a success. Yeah. You'd like the critics to like it. Of course you'd like more people you know, to, to, to like it and, and not necessarily firebomb it as much as they do on social <laughs> media. But the the proof is in the pudding. People are voting with their wallets and this franchise is here to stay. Yeah, I I think that's very well said. Couldn't couldn't put it much better than that. Um having said that, I, I'm a big fan of all three movies, like what they've done so far. But I don't I don't think they're ne- everything's necessarily perfect so far. I think there there's things in each film they could have done to improve them i mean is there anything sort of switching gears is there anything you are maybe worried about or questions you have for not necessarily are worried about but sort of questions going forward maybe with uh johns and and berg taking over are you worried that they might course correct too far or anything like that i personally don't think that i'm really not concerned about johns and berg i I guess if, if i were concerned about either of them i'd be more concerned about berg than i am johns johns i'm okay with uh, even though he, I, I think I read somewhere he's, he's from this area as well, and I think he's a Michigan State grad. Um, yes, but, but, but I, 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 so I won't hold it against him that he's a Spartan. But, uh, <laughs> but, 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 you know, I, I've read his work. You know, I've read Flashpoint, and you know, I, I don't have any issues with him being in charge of this. And and one of the things that I, you know, I, I, I bring this up to certain people when I when I talk to them and have discussions about the DCEU um, last year. You know, they uh, the CW did a big special, a uh, big half hour. They did two specials, but there was a big special that Kevin Smith hosted about Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. And, you know, like it was they interviewed. I remember that I think they interviewed Ray Fisher and Ezra Miller and a bunch of people that were going to be in Justice League because we knew that was coming this year. And, you know, Johns was part of that. Johns was, you know, half of that show. So I really feel like he's been here from the ground floor. You know, and, and and I think what happened was in the wake of maybe marketing decisions and certain things that happened last year between Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad, the decision was made to make him put him into a more prominent role. But I think his influence has always been there from the beginning of what they were doing, you know, from from Man of Steel on with with this extended universe. So I'm not really concerned about him. If I guess if there's one thing I would be concerned about, I mean, it, none of none of the three movies are perfect of course not i i enjoy all of them if i had to rank them i'd probably say batman v superman is is my number one then man of steel and then suicide squad um and i think most of my issues that i would have with the franchise as a whole probably come from suicide squad i guess i but it's really more or less an issue with or, or a concern rather not an issue about the directors you know and about their styles david ayer I felt like with Suicide Squad, you know, it, it the first act was a bit, it, it wasn't what I expected. The pacing was a little different, and I didn't expect the dossiers and everything and whatnot on everybody individually like that to go on for as long as it did. And it kind of took a while, in my opinion, for the movie to get going. And then in the second act, when they got to Midway City, it started to get going. And then I loved the third act, which I, I think is the reverse of everybody else, because everybody yeah. else seems to, <laughs> yeah. seems to just... Everybody else seems to dislike Enchantress and uh, her, her her belly dancing, um, but uh, you know, and 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 that's and that's another thing too. You know, it, I guess just 
my only concern would be like the the director's individual visions and and how they would mesh into the grand storyline because i i do think there is something to be said when, when you're doing a shared cinematic universe you've all got to be on somewhat of the same page you you want to do your own thing and you want to have a unique voice but you can't do something that completely ignores what the other films have done so so when people you know and, and a lot of people you know that are huge Zack Snyder fans, as I'm sure you guys have seen, uh, were really concerned when Matthew Vaughn's name was attached at all, like or even suggested for Man of Steel 2, um, implying that that was going to be, you know, it, it is going to be a very different feeling film. Um, you know, and 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 for me, I, I, I'm a fan of Matthew Vaughn's work, you know, since Layer Cake. I don't know if you guys have ever seen uh, the movie Layer Cake with uh, Daniel Craig. And uh, Cole Meany and, and Tom Hardy and a couple of actors from Harry Potter. <laughs> no, I have I haven't seen no. that one. No, it, it's it's a fantastic movie. Great, great uh, British gangster movie. If you ever if you guys ever get a chance to watch it, definitely do that. It's one of his earlier movies. He did it before First Class, uh, X Men First Class. Um, but you know, I so I'm familiar with his style and I really do like his style. I just for him and and for any other directors, I guess my biggest concern would be I just want to make certain. I would want to make certain that they fit into whatever their vision is. It still respects the continuity of what Zack Snyder and David Ayer have done and, and what Patty Jenkins is about to do. I, I just want the connective tissue to still be there and, 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 and there's still, and everyone still be on the same page. I guess that would be my biggest concern. That, yeah, that's an excellent point there. And it's definitely uh, a balancing act when you've got characters potentially appearing in, several different films with seven different several different directors right uh, especially with the the emphasis you know this is something doesn't get talked about so very much but the dceu has had a real emphasis on character development yes um i think and you know pushing those characters forward and and really changing you know if you you know seeing everything superman has to go through and those kind of things so i definitely understand what you're saying there that's definitely going to be a, a tricky something tricky to handle. And I think with, I think that's where, you know, someone like Jeff Johns coming on board can be a huge help sort of not necessarily telling the director what the film needs to be, but sort of, you know, pushing them in the right direction. This is sort of, this is sort of the way we're going. Right. Yeah. Cause, and, and I, I have to believe that those are conversations that they're having. Uh, I have to believe that those are conversations that they're having, you know, when they hire these directors and when they even in the interview process, I'm sure they've I'm sure Matt Reeves has talked to them about this, you know, as far as what he's going to do with the Batman solo film, because uh, he'll be the third director technically to have directed <laughs> Ben Affleck as Batman uh, at that point. Right. Um, you know, and, and you know, they're, they're probably having similar conversations with Joss Whedon or, or even Chris McKay, who is uh, you know, who might be doing the Nightwing movie as well. Um, so I. I have to believe that, that, that Johns is, is probably the person to iron all of that stuff out. Um, you know, which I, I think will, will definitely this universe going forward to make certain that everybody's on the same page. Yeah. By the way, I want to thank you guys. I'm glad that you guys recognize that the DCEU is rife with character development because I've, I've, I've seen so many arguments that have claimed otherwise. And I, I just don't understand myself how you can watch any of these three movies and and say that it is lacking any character development whatsoever yeah it, it, that's one thing that it's definitely not lacking 
uh, <laughs> we're sort of going through and reviewing. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Superman for all seasons. Uh, four issue comic arc. It's regarded as one of the better Superman arcs for all time. And and while we're reading it, I just I just can't believe how similar it is to what Henry Cavill's Superman's going through. I mean, that Superman yeah. literally steps away, goes away, moves back to Smallville for a little while to um and stops being Superman for a while because he's not sure because he's faced some struggles and doesn't know uh doesn't know what to go what to do going forward. And it's it just really struck a chord with me how similar it was to to what's going on in the movies right now. Yeah. And I think they're it's so expansive. Like a lot of people we want the instant gratification of it's all wrapped up at the end of this two hour film. Everybody is fine and they're good and they're all the heroes that you have in your mind, but the the fact that they're spreading it out over multiple movies like we just get to see that progression and get to get an even deeper insight to who these characters are that's a fantastic point right there you know and 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 that again speaks to the difference between you know doing something that is overarching like this or or keeping everything episodic and contained like you just said uh and and you know the important thing and and one of the the things that I do try to get across you know in in all of my articles that i write is there is no right or wrong way to do this as far as the storytelling if you want your shared cinematic universe to be more episodic and be more contained there's nothing wrong with that if you want it to be more overarching where not everything is wrapped up in this movie but maybe there are seeds planted for it to be wrapped up down the road in another movie there's nothing wrong with that either i i think both versions absolutely have an audience and both versions absolutely work and it's just a a matter of us respecting that there can be multiple ways to do the same thing yeah agree definitely there's nothing wrong with personal but if you if you close your mind to sort of well no it has to be done this way that's when you're most likely to be disappointed i say uh, and and we're seeing it. You're you're absolutely right. We're, and and that's that's what we're seeing firsthand. Now that that Superman comic arc that you guys are reading, I, I actually have not heard of it. Um, and I, I've 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 made no bones about this on our show, uh, DC TV Squadcast. I I am not as well versed in the comics as Brent or or even Tim and Scott or or and definitely Jordan and Chris who do the comic Squadcast. I'm not as well versed in the comics lore because I I didn't come into all of this reading the comics first off i have read a number of them and i'm currently in the middle of dc rebirth but no i had never heard of that arc um how how old is that arc how long ago was it written 98 1998 okay and who yep. who, yeah. who who wrote it jeff loeb and tim sale it's it's the team uh they did it not long after batman the long halloween i think they did it the following year uh another one of their highly recommended arcs yeah and, yeah, and, and if if you like smallville you you will feel like you are reading Smallville, basically. That's very interesting. Now, now I, I have read The Long Halloween because I'm a, a huge Batman fan, but um, the it's very interesting that you you found like some very. Now I want to read this series myself, but uh, <laughs> it, it's very interesting that you found some connective threads, you know, between this Superman that that Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale created in this arc in '98. Uh, connecting to what they're doing with Henry Cavill right now, because what's one of the biggest things we've heard is particularly about his Superman is that it's not comic accurate. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, um, as if, to, as if to say there's one version of, of Superman since 1938, but right. that's, a, that's a whole different conversation. 
It is <laughs> very much so, and 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 you know, paid just just briefly. It's 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 one of those things that apparently you're allowed to do in the comics. You're not allowed to do it on screen. I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes it feels like there there might be a bit of double standards there. Yeah. All right. Well, we we talked a little bit about um uh you know concerns maybe, but Zach and I always talk about how there's not really been a better time to be a DC fan with all the content. Uh, you know, obviously the rocking it on TV, we're getting movies, comics and, and everything going on right now. Um, what sort of the things you're, you're most excited for DCEU specifically, uh, going forward, you know, with Wonder Woman, Justice League or, or Aquaman or some of the other projects, what are you most looking forward to? Uh, you know, at this point, um, that that's, that's kind of a, that's kind of a tough question, but not totally, um, this is like three weeks after the, well, I don't know how many weeks it's been since the the, la- the first Justice League trailer came out. So I guess I'm most excited at this point for that movie. Um, but I, but honestly, I'm one of the things that I am really excited for going forward is just the, the breaking new ground and, and, and seeing things that we've never seen on screen before. And I know that, that that's kind of a vague answer, but if, if I could make it a bit more specific, you know, Wonder Woman is a movie that's been in, you know, just development chaos for decades. Uh, and, you know, they did forever. They've been trying to make this movie and now it's finally happening. We're just a couple of months away from it coming out. And that's going to be exciting to finally see that on screen. And then in November, it's going to be finally exciting to see the Justice League together on screen and to see Aquaman and to see the Flash on, on screen and to see Cyborg on screen. Uh, and and even with these new announcements, I know that there's there there's been some consternation, I would say, among the fans about the fact that that some of these other movies that they've announced, like like Batgirl and Nightwing and Gotham City Sirens, you know, they they aren't necessarily, you know, they're not solo movies. You know, it's not the Flash movie, even though that's been announced. It's still very much in in development, and it's not the Green Lantern Corps, and it's not the the traditional heroes and characters that we've that we've come to know and, and appreciate but i'm excited to see the new stuff i'm excited to see a batgirl movie i'm excited to see a nightwing movie i'm excited to see things that we've never seen before it wasn't that long ago that aquaman was still a punchline and i, right. and, and, and I feel like i feel like since jason momoa was cast like all of that went out the window and everyone's just <laughs> like okay aquaman is awesome now right. um, and you know that's exciting. That's really exciting to to see that finally come to fruition. And he looks awesome in the trailer. I mean, he 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 pretty much stole the Justice League trailer. I think uh, as far as any of the characters are, are concerned for for the, this new one. And you know they're they're training hard for the movie that they're going to shoot pretty soon and, and release next year. Uh, I think around Christmas time. You know, so that that's what I'm most excited for to see things that we've never seen before. I me per, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but you know. I can wait for another solo Batman movie. I really can. I can be patient for it um, because if it means that we're going to get Aquaman, if it means that we're going to get Justice League, you know, things that we've never seen before, if it means we're going to get a Gotham City Sirens or a Nightwing or a Batgirl before that, I'm all for it because I want to see something that we've never seen before. And this franchise really has a great opportunity to give us something that we have never, ever seen before. And that's what's most exciting to me. Yeah. Well said. Uh, yep. Yeah. It just gets me more excited. The, you know, the more you talked about it, there's so much to look forward to. Um, yeah. I, 
I keep a little list on my computer of just movies that are like pretty much for sure getting made. And we have Gotham City Sirens, Suicide Squad 2, Shazam, Black Adam, Man of Steel 2, Justice League 2, Flash, Green Lantern Corps, Batman, Nightwing, and Batgirl. That's just absolutely insane. It is. Like, <laughs> and, and you, you know, and, and, and when you, when you look at all of those movies, you know, I count how many of those movies, you know, I, I mean, when you go back to, you know, the last 30, 40 years or whatnot, you know, all the, I guess all the way back to 1978, I mean, we've seen Superman done a number of times. We've seen Batman done mm-hmm. countless times, you know, but we've never, it, you know, we've seen one Green Lantern movie and we, we, we'd like to see a different one. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, but uh, but but we've never seen Gotham City Sirens. We've never seen uh, we've never seen one. We've seen one Suicide Squad movie. Now we're talking about a sequel because of how well that one did. Um, There's just a lot of stuff in there that, you know, it's 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 a whole new world, you know, as far as building a shared cinematic universe is. And and I I think it really speaks to and I I don't mean to ramble here, but uh, no. It, 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 I think it really speaks to how Warner Brothers and DC is really like building this universe. There, there, there's a ton of character development, but rather than have everything self-contained where each movie kind of adds another chapter to the world, they're kind of building the world within the movies and then they're expanding out from the world that they're building, which is why I think a lot of these side characters are are, are going to get movies why, why you're going to see a sirens why you're going to see a, a background and a nightwing um because it's it's less about telling a an a to b linear story and it's more about building a world and 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 telling stories that are inside of that world i mean if, if you look at the progression of the dceu from the beginning like you start with man of steel and you know that movie it i think it's very interesting and I, I may have written about this or not before. I'm not sure, but you know, when you start your shared cinematic universe with arguably your most powerful character, as far as the heroes are concerned, you've opened the door to a lot of things. You, you're introducing oh, yeah. you're introducing everyone to this world, and you know, come to find out, there's so many layers to this world, but you're experiencing it through his eyes. And they're very fresh. You know, he's rookie Superman in that movie. He's been Superman for a total of 36 hours by the time that movie's (laughs) over. You know, Uh, I think a lot of people don't realize that the first time he's ever put the costume on ever is when Zod shows up. Like he's not a developed Superman. He's just now starting. This is his first rodeo, you know, so to speak. And we're seeing this world through his eyes and, and, and immediately we're introduced to the prospect of, oh, well, they're aliens and they could come to Earth at any point. And now we <laughs> and now we have one here. And so that's where a lot of the second movie comes into play where it's like, all right, well, you're here. What, what are what are your intentions? Are you going to be are you going to be what you say you are? or Are you going to be like your friends that you had to deal with in Man of Steel? And that's where we start to see how the rest of the world reacts to it. And as the rest of that world in the DCEU reacts to it we start to see other layers come out. We start, we see Batman, we see Lex Luthor, we see other characters come out of the woodwork. And by the time that movie's over, now we're ready to see the, the, you know, task force X, you know, with suicide squad and, and, and them come out of the woodwork, you know, in the wake of Superman's and I'm putting this in air quotes, death, um, <laughs> you know, and, and it's just, they've done a really incredible job. I feel in three movies of, 
building the world to a point where now, you know, I mean, I, I, I guess you could say like Wonder Wonder Woman is going to tell us a story of, of, of how she's been on earth the whole time, you know, and, and what her story is and, and, and basically give us an overview of, you know, the last hundred years or whatnot that she's been around. So at that point we'll be ready for a justice league. You know, it, it won't be, you know, it won't be such a shock to see an Aquaman. It won't be such a shock to see a flash or a cyborg because these movies have already prepared us for aliens, gangsters, metahumans, and magic. Yeah. Yep. And it's amazing. And it's amazing <laughs> yeah. how they've done that. <laughs> yeah. And, and one of the things, you know, I love about DC so much is they've done all that. And yet there's still so much more that they can do and get into. Uh, when you look at the, the diversity of their, their type of characters, their character sets and, and everything like that, you know, we can talk about you know, Justice League Dark, how that's opens a whole different thing compared to, you know, the Green Lantern Corps. And it's just really exciting to think of where the future of this could go. I was that, that, there's another one I forgot about Justice League Dark yep. uh, is and, and I think uh, I think Doug Lehman was yep. mm-hmm. announced to that one. Have you, you guys seen any of his movies? Oh, yeah. Um I love Edge of Tomorrow or Live Die Repeat, oh, yeah. whatever they want to call it. That's a that's <laughs> Live, a great movie. Live and, Die Repeat is a better title, but it is Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough to once you know it is something, it's kind of tough to to change it in your head. Yeah. But yeah, and I mean, you know, he's done did the first born, you know, he did swingers. Uh, mm-hmm. That's <laughs> a classic. Been a while. Yeah. 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 Well and, and and one one of my personal favorites of his, um, I, I I do have a soft spot for Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I do like that movie. Um, I, oh yeah, that's a that's a fun action thriller. You know, it is, and 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 that's that. and when you you know and and there again is another another vision and another style you know that that you know hopefully will come into play here and and he'll add his voice and and that's that's really the you know one of the more exciting aspects of this is just you know to see all of these voices get added and you're absolutely right with everything that they've done to this point there is still so, we're only 3 movies in guys yeah. you know mm, yeah. <laughs> and, and and by the time this year is over we'll be 5 movies in you know and and there's still so much else that can be set up and 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 so many more different directions that they can go in and, and I just love that it really feels like any and everything is on the table at this point. It really does feel like that, especially when you list off all those movies, Zach, that you keep a list of that, that they've announced uh, that, that are probably going to get made. And I, I would agree with you on that. Uh, they're, they're, the possibilities here, man, are, are, are exciting, really exciting. And I, I really don't feel like there's any reason for us to not be excited about the promise of what this franchise is going to bring us. Yeah. And I just put Justice League Dark in there because I totally forgot about it. That's well, that wasn't on the list. Oh no! <laughs> no, nope. you're not very good at your list keeping. Zach. No, I'm not. There's only <laughs> 700 movies to keep track of. I don't know why you can't do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening today. Um, I, thanks again to Ray for coming here or for for joining us on the show. Uh, if you want to find out more about him, read more about him. We'll have links in the show notes again. But you can find him at The Flightcast on Twitter. You can read his work at theflightcast.com. Or you can listen to him talk with Brent about all the DCCW shows on DC TV Squadcast. So thanks for listening today. And we'll be back again tomorrow talking to Ray again. uh, Putting him in the spotlight talking about his favorite and least favorite DC stuff. Thanks for listening. And make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.